Hey everyone, welcome to Entrepreneurship by Design with Dr. C. I'm your host, Dr. Caroline, and thank you so much for joining us today. Entrepreneurship looks different for everyone. How and why we start our business, challenges that occur, pivots we have to make, success we achieve, all while life is happening. That's why I love sharing these inspiring entrepreneurs with you and shed light that there is enough room for everyone to succeed and thrive, even if you're in the same industry. So honored today because I have Precious S. Carter with me. And Precious is a speaker, teacher, author, trainer, and serial entrepreneur, otherwise known as the bondage breaker. She specializes in assisting entrepreneurs and emerging entrepreneurs to get clear on their vision and helps them identify overcoming barriers and to create strategy to obtain their goals. She has delivered powerful speeches to leadership at Tri Health, the National Coalition for Cervical Cancer, and Amazon, and the Boys and Girls Club of Cincinnati. She has been featured in the Voice of Black Cincinnati as well. Thank you so much for being here today, Precious. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. I'm so excited to dive into your journey and all the amazing things you are up to. But in a nutshell, can you tell us how you got here today? And then we'll dive a little further in. Absolutely. Um, thank you again for having me. I always tell people, I believe that I was born an entrepreneur and I just didn't have the language for it as a kid. Um, I actually started off like selling Kool-Aid in the neighborhood or braiding people's hair or writing little books on like notebook paper and going door to door selling. And mm -hmm. so um, I, you know, I started off like everyone, like, like me who don't, I didn't know what I wanted to do when I grew up um, in corporate America, but I've always had this, this mind that has been able to creatively problem solve, which led me to have great success in corporate America, managing people with degrees. I'm higher than mine. Um, I've had jobs created for me because, because I'm not, um, I'm a licensed practical nurse. And so I technically can't manage, um, doctors or nurse practitioners or registered nurses. So they had to change the language and create job descriptions for me. And as I was in my, in my uh, program for my registered nursing degree, I failed one class and I took the class again. But in the middle of the class, I said, if I fail this class again, I'm just going to write a book. Mm -hmm. And so I failed the class again and I wrote a book <laughs> and <laughs> I did. And I started uh, coaching because my book is about a lot of the, the traumas that I experienced being born in prison, being um, raised by family members who abused me sexually, physically, and emotionally. And so that opened up the door to me coaching a lot of women who had similar experiences and had never um, had the opportunity to, to let it out because there's a lot of guilt and shame attached to that. Mm -hmm. And so that was in 2017. And in 2020, I'm like, ah, my job is getting in the way of my real life. Um, I had a great job, by the mm -hmm. way. I worked for uh, Buckeye Health, which is in Ohio. I worked from home as a nurse care manager, made $80,000, made good money, mm -hmm. but I, I hated it. I absolutely hated it. And so I set a goal date for March 14, 2020 to leave corporate America. And then coronavirus happened. And so because mm -hmm. I got afraid. And so I didn't do it but I was more and more miserable. And so finally in September, I just wrote a long post just out of the blue, like I am leaving. I'm just going to take a chance. I'm going to bet on myself. And yeah. the next therapist reached out to me and said, Hey, I've been watching you for a very long time. And I want you to be my, my coach. And I was like, yay, thanks. Yay, God. And then the next day she's like, um, no, never mind." And I'm like, and then she's like, no, I want you to be the coach for my entire practice. And so that gave me the opportunity to do what I love. And then it freed up a lot of my time, um, which was kind of 
a good thing because although I was still working, um, you know, when you're working in a job that you really don't like, it kind of messes with your creativity. So from there, I was able to coach, which is something that I love to do. And then I was able to creatively um, think about how to help other businesses scale. And so from there, it's just been amazing. Now I have an Amazon delivery service where I have 50 employees. I have a restaurant. I have a Sprinter company. I'm going to help my, my sister um, open up her scrub shop and her IV hydration. And we have a group home in Cincinnati. So yep, starts there. It does. And I, I love just the journey that you've been on. A lot of times when people go through things, just like my background's in psychology, but hearing like stories that can debilitate people versus thrive and allowing that to be your motivation to just creating so many amazing things in your life and businesses. And you are a serial entrepreneur. So I love all the hats that you wear and all the different um, industries that you're in too. And I think it's important that you bet on yourself. And I love the example you gave of, okay, if I fail this class, I'm going to write the book. And you did. And maybe like unconsciously, you're like, okay, it's time. It's time to move on. And you can love what you do. But at the same time, when we don't, there's that itch of something needs to change. And no amount of money is worth being miserable in any capacity. At least that's my thought. Um, But being able to understand too, that you were able to take that and take that drive and motivation to really create so many amazing things. And I'm curious, when after you started coaching and started really building all your businesses, what were those like first initial steps, like when you started into coaching and then it led to all the other things you've done? So um, I started coaching, like I said, very kind of organic, organically. Um, mm-hmm. I wrote the book and I started getting a ton of inboxes from my family and from friends and people who I didn't even know who purchased the book. Um, and they were like, oh my God, like this happened to me. And I never felt like I could talk about it because in my family, like we don't talk about these things in in the black community. I'm not sure about any other, but there's this, like, we call it the big mama rule. Like what happens in this house stays in this house. And I think that people really realize the effect that that type of trauma can have on people long-term and how it really stifles their growth because it puts you in a position of arrested development. And so people started to ask me how I was able to get free. I'm like, read the book. There's prayer points in there. There's strategies in there. But I started to go step by step with women on how to do that. And Mm -hmm. I think the first thing as I was um, planning out, like how to coach, because I didn't know, like I had a certification, but you know, you can get a life life coaching certification now. I can certify you, you know, it doesn't really mean anything. So I had a way to um, actually be impactful in the people that I serve. And so I just did it the way I did it for me. And the first thing is to just really get clear on the vision that you have for your life. And it doesn't necessarily mean what you want to do with your life, where you want to work, but it means what do you want? How do you want to feel? How do you want to look? Where do you want to wake up? What do you want to smell? How do you want to wake up? Do you want an alarm clock or are you just so impassioned about what it is that you're doing that you wake up automatically? And that's the first step is getting clear on the vision. And then we start looking at what's what's stopping you from getting there. Is it a lack of education? Is it a lack of faith? Is it a lack of work ethic? Is it a lack of accountability? Is it a lack of like self-awareness? And we go from there. And um, after we get through those first sections and we start to dig into your vision, what it is that you want, and we pick one thing from your dream life and we work on that for the first 30 days of the program while we're in it. And we're really doing the work to get you to where you want to go. 
Oh, I love that. You know, I think too, it's so important what you brought up of just how you want to feel because you could have the dream job, the dream business, but really tapping into like, okay, what do you want to smell? What do you want to see? What does that look like? And I think that's not talked about enough where it's because that impacts you on a day-to-day basis. You can have all the money in the world or all the businesses, but it's really like, who do you want to be and how do you want to feel? And that's exactly, I love that's the first step because that just brings that clarity. Like, yes, needs to talk about more. (laughs) Um, But once you did move out into the coaching space and started building other businesses, what was, what did those steps look like for you? Did you have the experience before? Did you have anybody helping you? What did that look like? No experience. So that's a lot because like I said, I've always worked in corporate America. I've always had the leadership. And so what that Mm -hmm. looked like is taking all the skills that I've taken from from customer service, from nursing, from leadership development, and just plugging it in where I needed it. And I always say to people, like, I'm very thankful that I have very healthy relationships. And um, I haven't always, you know, because I had a lot of trauma. And so Mm -hmm. I didn't how to be a friend. So I didn't know how to receive friendship. And so that's why the coaching is important because you have to learn to take out the things that are stopping you from becoming your best you. So definitely didn't have the experience, but I know that I have always, all my life, uh, people have come to me for advice and I offer a lot of unsolicited advice too. (laughs) And and I usually have the answer. It's just a gift that I was given. And so I I have a, a, they're now my business partners, but before we partnered, I said, I called them, I said, Hey, you guys, um, you're doing a lot, but I can make you better. Like, you know, I don't have a problem with pitching myself and both in my number. And they were like, no, we can't do that. And I'm like, mm, okay, I think I can make you better. And so um, we ended up uh, coming up with a compromise and I helped them and, and helping them. I started to understand a lot of, cause it was a totally different industry. It was renovations and it was um, investments. I didn't know anything about that, but I know how to strategically make things work. And so um, I love the idea of coaching, whether it's business or whether it, it ends up being entrepreneurial coaching for me all the time, because even therapist group, um, all of those women wanted to start businesses. I would say of my 50 clients, 46 of them wanted to start businesses. And so it helped me kind of understand, like most of us are not really necessarily looking to start a business, but what we're looking for is freedom, whether it's financial freedom or freedom mentally, or just freedom with our time. And so those are kind of the targets that I go after. And I help people try to create that free mind so that you can creatively think and not feel like you're constantly in survival mode, but you can start to think about how to thrive and how to really make your mark and find the place in your life that doesn't make you feel like something's missing. Mm, You're so right. And it goes back to two, like, because a lot of people are in survival mode where they might not be enjoying the work they're doing and not knowing how to use that creativity to move out of that or think that there's something else or another option, but really being able to open up the ways and like different doors that could be right there, ready for them to walk through, but not knowing and having that guidance as well, I think is really important too. And I'm curious with all the businesses that you have built, what have been some of the roadblocks that you've experienced on your journey when building businesses? You know, a lot, it just depends on each industry because like Amazon, um, I have a delivery service where I partner with Amazon. If you've ever ordered a package from Amazon, Amazon themselves doesn't deliver it, but there are small businesses like me who contract with them and and lease trucks or vans and and bring them to you. So the barriers in that business are like just corporate politics and corporate red tape that I I hate. 
That's why I left corporate America. So that is a barrier. Um, and But what I had to learn with Amazon is that I needed help. I have 50 employees there. And so um, when I started building, it was just me, my husband, my son, and like two people that applied uh, with two routes. And like now we're up to like 21 trucks and 12 routes. And so there is a lot. And the biggest thing was that I just needed to um, develop a team. And so um, that was the biggest barrier with Amazon. But like with our other businesses, like with my coaching or with the restaurant or with the Sprinter, um, marketing is always a thing that people have to be very, very aware of because you can have the greatest gifts, the greatest talents, but if nobody knows who you are and what you do, you're not going to make any money. And so that's a big part of what we focus on in the coaching after we get clear on the vision is like, now you got to get ready to deal with that inner rejection because you're going to have to ask people for sale, you know? And so that those are probably the biggest barriers. Um, and then just developing, um, like, because I work with mostly small businesses and my businesses, mm -hmm. even though I have 50 employees, it's still a small business. Mm -hmm. um, there's a lot of moving parts, but we have, we had to get very clear on giving everybody a specific role and supporting people the best in their role and letting people find out where they work best so that everyone is kind of happy. I say to the staff all the time, like, I want to create an environment, especially like at Amazon and the restaurant. Mm -hmm. None of us want to punch a clock. Like we just don't, let's just be honest. But if we have to, then let's make the environment a place where people really want to go to work, want to be there. And are so that means I don't want any negativity. I don't want any gossip. And I just want it to be a collaborative, like family type of environment. And so I'm glad that I've been able to create that for people because, you know, we all have to have the tool of money for our family. So. Absolutely. And it's true. The culture, the culture piece of being able to feel comfortable, to feel safe going into your job or your business. You want that, like that community and being able right. to know you feel like heard, seen, understood, and you're enjoying the job as well. I've had jobs where I really enjoyed and were they going to get me into the next step? No, but did I love it? And it provided what I needed? Yes, Absolutely. But it makes such a difference with who you are surrounded with. And it starts from a leadership position as well, because that trickles down and you're creating those environments. And I think that's commendable and important to recognize and highlight because a lot of people are in the hustle mode or just trying to do so many things, but it's taking the time to realize who's in your environment, who are you serving, but also who's working for you, being able to create that safe space as well, like fun and safe, because that's what right. it's about, I think. I love the fact that you said, who are you serving? Because I say to my staff all the time, like we are, we are here, we're serving each other. Like, yeah, that is our biggest customer. And then the people who we deliver to our customers, but we should serve one another. Um, we have this thing like, no, we don't leave alone. We don't come back alone. Nobody is left out on the mm -hmm. road alone. Yeah. We're all here. I have the benefit of um, paying my drivers 10 hours a day, even if they work five or six hours or seven hours, because um, that's how I signed the contract. And so with that in mind, like we have to have a teamwork environment. We have to have an environment that is like a family, because that's the only way that the vision that I created is going to work. And so thankfully, I have a group of people that have bought into the vision. Mm. I love it. love when there's the support there, too, because you're all going in the same direction and they can see the vision, too. They're part of it. Oh, that's important. And so I would love to hear, because I know you've been in a lot of different industries, but maybe we can start with coaching. What has been maybe one or two success stories you've had with your clients with coaching that you would love to share today? Uh, this is my favorite. So a part of my vision was to be able to have a housekeeper. Mm -hmm. And the 
first housekeeper that I got here in Columbus, she was such a sweet girl. And she happened to come at a time when I was at home because I'm not home a lot, as you can imagine. And so um, every week she would tell me about what it is that she wanted. And I was like, hey, I'm going to coach you for free. And at this moment, and so that was in 2019, um, she started working for me in November or December of 2019. And she just was a housekeeper. Um, she worked by herself. She went to my house and like three other houses in a day. And so now she has her own practice where she employs like 12 different housekeepers. They go out and do commercial, they do residential. And it's just been great to see somebody actually go through the steps, deal with the mental aspect of what was holding them back, the fear of, I can't do this. It's not for me. Like, I don't want to, I, I don't have the ability to, I don't have the money to, to like um, deciding that that's what you want and just going after it with like a tenacity that nobody can tell you no. And to see like she now barely, she works, she cleans my house and that's it, you know? And so um, that's an amazing, it makes you feel uh, extremely, it's a rewarding feeling to see like the process does work. And then another story, um, the person who you've been communicating with, Nevada, she was mm -hmm. one of my clients. Um, she's one of my friends. She's my godchildren's mom, but she's wanted to work for me forever. And I'm like, nope, can't do it. No, 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 no. And um, she went through a lot. And one day you might even want to talk to her, um, but she's gone through a lot. And I'll tell you like the transformation that I've seen in her in the past three years um, has been amazing. And it's definitely a representation of her just following the program and becoming more honest with herself. Um, one of the big things that I talk to women about is just stop lying to yourself. Like we all have these hopes and dreams and aspirations that we're afraid to speak out loud uh, because of we're, fe we're fearful of judgment or we're worried about what other people might say or do or think. Um, but once we can get honest, we can stop that inner turmoil. Every time we do things and we do it for the sake of peace, but it's making us unhappy. We're causing a war on our inside. And so I'll say that um, to see Nevada's growth and to see her blossom and bloom into this person that is absolutely essential um, and the growth and development of my business has been amazing because you know she hasn't always been there. And so I'm grateful for that. It's amazing to have those kind of individuals in our corners and knowing that we're helping each other. And that's what it sounds like too. It's not just a one-way street. You're helping each other grow and knowing and the appreciation too of like knowing people are there to support but also to grow as well and I think it just it's to highlight that again because I think it does bring true to who people are and being able to really see everybody be uplifted at the same time. Right and I think it's so important that people really get clear on who they are and what they want because then you'll find a space that works for you and you will shine your brightest in that space. Yes, absolutely. And I would love to talk a little more too about, I know you're a speaker, you've spoken at many places, <laughs> just to, you know, touch it down a little, but what has that been experience or that experience been like for you being able to start doing speaking engagements? What was that process like for you as well? It's been a goal of mine, um, again, on my vision and my vision for my life. It's been a goal of mine for a very long time, but because I was so busy with work when I was in corporate America and then building businesses, because I love, I love to build businesses, like it's fun, but I really wanted to um, go out and I wanted my voice to be bigger because I really feel like um, I have an answer to a lot of problems. And so it looked like me getting focused on it and allowing, again, I told you I didn't want nobody to work for me because I wanted her to do what she wanted to do. And I wanted to decide what she wanted to do, right? Because this <laughs> was, and so, you know, it took me to get clear on what it was that I wanted to say. 
who I wanted to say it to, and then having someone make the outreach. And I'll tell you, the more I speak, the more um, the more liberated I feel because I see the impact. And, you know, to hear people come up to me like, oh, my gosh, like one person said to me, you gave me the revelation that started a revolution in your life. And I was like, I just what? <laughs> um, like you ignited this passion in me that I didn't even know needed to be ignited. Um, that's, you know, when I talk to women, but I, uh, yesterday I spoke with a, a group of troubled youth, they're 17 to 24 years old. And mm -hmm. I absolutely like loved it. And I came alive there. And so it's like, the more that I get to do it in different organizations, um, the more I'm like, why haven't I always been doing this? Like, mm -hmm. um, storytelling is something that I had to learn in order mm -hmm. for my to be impactful and powerful. Right. But the opportunity to share, um, you know, just glimpses of my life and wisdom that I have obtained over the years in a way that impacts people and will change them and change the generations to come has just been amazing. And it, I've loved it. It's, it's probably one of my favorite things to do other than coaching. So, yeah, it's been amazing. Mm. It sounds like it. And you are instilling so many words of wisdom for people that you do speak to and being able to understand that they might be going through something similar, but taking the things that you're saying, the glimpses of your life has really shown them to somebody who's powerful and making a difference in the world, speaking to them, knowing that they can do it too in different capacities, different um, age groups, everything, but knowing that somebody before them has done it. So it gives them permission to do it too. And knowing that they're not alone in certain situations. Absolutely. Like I always tell people, like, if I can do it, this, this girl who was born in prison, who didn't have a mom or a father, who was homeless for two years, like literally sleeping on bus benches and people's back porches. If I can be where I am today, there's really nothing that can stop you. But we have to like kind of get out of our own head and get out of our own way and just go for it. Like whatever it is, there's no reason that you can't do it other than you whatever it is. So, yeah. Yeah. We're our own worst critics or enemies inside. So if we just allow that to move to the side and go full force, look what's possible. <laughs> <laughs> and if you were to look back when you first started coaching, but then also with Amazon delivery and the restaurant and helping family members build their businesses as well, what are maybe like two or three things you wish you would have known in the beginning of those journeys? If there's some similar themes or anything like that? I think that the most similar thing thing is um, something that we just hit on, like um, you have to just be bold. You have to give the answer, even if it, you know that it won't be well received, because you can save people a lot of like in terms of business, uh, you can save a lot of time and money by just giving the answer and being unafraid of the response. Because there are times when I held back looking at something and I know that it's wrong, but I know that they feel strongly this way. And it just doesn't make sense. And you can, sometimes you can just, you have the ability to step back and see the bigger picture and they might be laser focused on what that, their desire is. But mm -hmm. if I can look at the bigger picture, then maybe I would have spoken um, and prevented some, some hardships. So there's definitely some areas that I wish that I would have done things sooner or spoken louder sooner. Mm -hmm. um, and then just having a team around you because I can, every answer but if I bog myself down to where I'm tired like I have 50 clients with um the therapist group and so I learned um from that like I, I can't do one-on-one -on -one coaching anymore because 
personality is like, if you were my client one-on-one and you said, I want this, I want this bottle of water and I want to drink it every day. And mm-hmm. then I come at the end of the day and you drank a quarter of it. I'm going to be like, well, I'm going to be so invested in it that it's going to drive me crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the result, like I'm a result oriented person. And so I had to learn to kind of detach um, myself from your want. Like I had to learn not to want something for you more than you did. Um, and I think that's the thing that a lot of women have to do. But, um, but especially in business, because you cannot really be personally attached to it because something that you, as a business owner, like things are going to fail. Yeah. And you have to be able to separate this business feeling from you being a failure. Right. And so that's something that I had to learn. Mm-hmm. That's a really good lesson right there. I mean, both of those are, but I think too, it goes back to understanding, separating it, separating mm-hmm. your own want to see a client succeed, because of course you're invested, you care about them, you want to see them thrive, but at the same time, People can only change that want to change or to actually take the steps. We can't force people as much as we might want to sometimes. (laughs) Like, look, you can do this. But being able to understand that too. And I love how you really touched on the separation of business and personal because you are not a failure because some an idea failed. It just means it's a different direction. You're getting redirected. And that's what I kind of hear you saying as well. It's just recognizing it, but also moving forward, not letting it debilitate you or make you stagnant instead it should be the fire to look at something else because there's a reason it didn't work out something better is coming at least that's what I think (laughs) absolutely absolutely and if you're good if you I always tell people like your mind is going to believe whatever you let it believe and so if you believe as this uh cable business that you started didn't work because you're a failure then that's going to stop you from creatively thinking on how to make your next Envelope business work, um, you know what I mean, and so I think it's just important to to feed your mind positivity, um, to 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 plant seeds of positivity, and to be around people that are going to encourage you and push you because otherwise you're just going to be stagnant and angry because you know that there's more inside of you. Ooh, mic drop. <laughs> that is true. Oh my gosh, I've been enjoying this conversation so much, precious. But we're going to jump into the rapid fire questions if you're ready for them. I am. Okay. The first question is, who is your hero? I would absolutely have to say my mother. She is my hero. My mother, so I was born in prison. I said Mm -hmm. that. And my mother, she was a drug addict and she was a drug dealer. So go figure. And um, so I didn't have her for much of my life. And then when I was 16, my aunt put me out. Um, She thought I was a promiscuous and I was still a virgin. And my mother didn't know. She just knew whenever she came to visit me that I wasn't there. And my aunt gave her the scenario that I chose to leave just because she was coming. So when she actually found out that I was homeless, she completely like stopped doing drugs, stopped drinking, stopped hustling, turned her life around, went back to college you know, um, and then became a counselor in the prison system. And so for somebody who spent her life, like she was heavily abused and neglected. And then she went into a lifestyle that was completely unhealthy. So to watch her transform her life, um, it is nothing, it's nothing um, less than incredible. And I don't know anyone who was more impactful or inspiring than her, period. That's incredible. And what a great story too, of just really how you can persevere. And it's not a final sentence. You have an opportunity to change and really make a better life for you and those around you as well. Absolutely. Thank you for sharing that. And what motivates you to work smarter? I'm wanting more time with my family, wanting more time with my children. Mm -hmm. That's definitely it. 
a key element, right? <laughs> and if you were a superhero, what would be your power or powers? Vision, extra, extra clear vision. <laughs> it would be because I can see what other people can't see for some reason. And I thank God for that gift. It's definitely a gift. And that's definitely a superpower. Not everyone has that, but you're definitely sharing that gift. (laughs) And if you could share a meal with any four individuals living or dead, who would they be? Moses, Mm. Harriet Tubman, or Michelle Obama. What a powerful table. (laughs) That's a good one. I would love to join that one too. (laughs) Uh, If you could think of all the things you've done in your life, what has been the most daring thing? Daring? Um, Zip lining? I don't know. Starting a business? Those are both pretty scary. Yeah, I would say so. (laughs) A twofer. (laughs) Uh, What is the phone app that you use the most? Um, Instagram. It's the best, right? I could get stuck on there for a while. <laughs> it's a good one though. It's a good one. <laughs> it's a tool. It really is a tool if you use it properly. Yeah. hundred percent. And what is the last book that you've read or listened to? Think and Grow Rich. Um, I try to read that often. And then I read, um, I have an ebook called Prepare for Your Best Now that I read and reread and reread because it's just so simple. And it gives you so many strategies that you just don't even think about because they're so simple. So, yeah. Yeah. We need those reminders. Even if they seem simple, like those are what are the core of everything, the basics foundation of things. Absolutely. (laughs) And what, if you were to have a movie about your life thus far, because it has been a very fascinating life, who would play you in that movie? Me. I just don't think that I would, um, (laughs) I told you I have to start learn to like have a team and trust people, but Mm -hmm. I'm like, no, I want that emotion, all that's behind it to be felt. So, yeah. Mm. So it'd be a documentary, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I like it. Um, what is your favorite family recipe, whether it's a traditional one or you love making it together? Mac and cheese. Everybody in my family loves my mac and cheese. Like, I love it. I love I love mac and cheese if it's good, but mine is like my friends and my family call it an experience. So, yeah. Oh, I have to know. Is there like a secret ingredient in there? I know you don't have you don't have to share it. No. But it, yeah. I, um. My, so if I make it for my family, I'm, mm-hmm. I use the cheese because they love that. Mm-hmm. But otherwise, I, I just use just the regular cheeses. But the smoked Gouda, when I'm making it for my family, they love it. Mm. It sounds delicious. There's something about mac and cheese, you know, it's a classic. It is. <laughs> and so if you're not working, you're not doing all the crazy things you're doing in life, amazing things. What is your favorite way to spend a day off? In the jacuzzi out back. Like, I just love being in water. Um, I'm taking a few days next week before my son goes back to school. We're going to Orlando and we're just renting a house with the pool of jacuzzi and we're just going to be there. We might go to Universal, but most likely we're just going to be there because that's what we love. Yes. Yeah. I love that. Family time. Nothing better. <laughs> and what's something an outsider wouldn't know about your industry? I know you're in multiple industries, but maybe pick one or two or all of them. <laughs> Um, The restaurant industry is a very low profit and it is uh, probably the most, um, we, it's the most state that we have because we, we can get people sick. And so that's probably the most, um, what people don't know. Cause I know so many people want to start a restaurant and I'm like, can I get out of this thing? Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Yeah. 
And as far as just entrepreneurship in general, I think a thing that people don't take into account is that you have to deal with everything as far as your fear of rejection, your fear of people, your abandonment issues, because it's the most painstaking journey that you'll go on. It really is. (laughs) It's definitely a roller coaster, but precious, where can people find you, hire you, all the things you're up to? We're going to link everything below in the description, but if you could let us know too. Absolutely. I'm, I'm most active on Instagram. Um, my Instagram is uh, Precious S. Carter, Facebook Precious S. Carter, email info at preciousscarter.com, website preciousscarter.com. So I'm easily accessible. Um, I do respond to messages and I do love to connect with people and have relationships. So I'm looking forward to hearing from you guys. Love it. Well, thank you so much, Precious, for coming on, sharing all your wisdom, your energy, your time, and your experience, because I know people watching are getting so much from you today. But make sure to like, subscribe, comment below. What was the biggest takeaway from Precious today? I'm sure she would love to see that comment. I know I would too. Um, So we can also learn from her even more. Uh, But thank you again for coming on today. Thank you so much for having me. And guys, I'll see you in the comments. I'll be responding as well. Absolutely. Thank you so much. And we'll see you on the next video.